Welcome to Games Overboard. I am PJ. John. I'm Dan. All right, welcome, Dan. It's good to have you on the podcast. Oh, it's good to be here. So today we are playing the newest game in my collection, and that is Sniper Elite, based off an awesome video game series. Well, yes, there series. We go. Yeah, awesome video game series. series. Um, so many listeners out there probably have heard of it because video games are like not a niche thing anymore. No, not when <laughs> not well, not like when we were growing up. Yeah, right. Sniper Elite is a hidden movement game. And it is a game where the sniper is... So we have, you know, you have a board. It's a map of a, you know, an area, like a submarine pen or a launch facility for a submarine. And there are nine Nazi soldiers defending various The number points. nine, not nine, like, no. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nine! So, yeah, there are nine soldiers um, around the map defending certain points. And uh, the sniper is not on the map anywhere. Instead, the sniper has uh, their own little mini-map and a dry erase marker, and they write where they are and track where they are on the map with the marker. And so the game is just a big game of cat and mouse where the Nazis are trying to find the sniper and stop him from achieving two objectives throughout the game right but unlike other cat and mouse games this this mouse has um a lot of firepower to kill the cats yes it's very much tom and jerry and jerry is loaded jerry's a jerk <laughs> i think in that case it's closer to itchy and scratchy than tom and jerry i think so but Ooh. let's just let's let's go off the rails here for a second uh, i just want to say that when it comes to tom and jerry jerry is a big jerk <laughs> I never liked Jerry. I agree. I was always Team Tom. How can you not sure. love the cat? Yeah. I was going to say the neighbor dog was probably the better one. I mean, oh, he never man. bothered anybody until he got trampled on. Exactly. I appreciate yeah. that. The older I get, the more I appreciate that logic. He uh, wasn't a violent bully. He just wanted to be left alone. I mean, isn't that how most people... Okay. That's how <laughs> I am most of the time anymore. <laughs> anyway. Game. Back yes, on the yes. So, with, with hidden movement, you obviously compare it to other hidden movement games. The biggest one that we've played is Whitechapel Mysteries. Whitehall Mystery. Whitehall Mystery. There is Letters from Whitechapel, which is like a bigger version of Whitehall ah, Mystery. Yeah. But. So, Whitehall. Okay. So, with Whitehall, it's. You know what you're getting. Like, every game is going to play more or less the same in that, oh, you have to get to one of the four quadrants, drop a body, and then move on. Which is fine. It's straightforward. This one is a lot easier to... Because you have, you know, objective cards, and those are randomized. You have completely random loadouts that you choose. And then, from the other side, when you're the Germans, you can choose the officers that you want to use, which have different abilities. So, each game is not going to play the same way. If we played it three times in a row... We would have had very, very, very different games each time. Wildly different. Yeah. Un unless you're really bad at keeping things straight and you just keep thinking that, let's do this because this worked last time, yeah. maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. May maybe. This <laughs> would be great for people that have retrograde amnesia. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's brain broke a little. No, no, no. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, what games would be bad for people with retrograde amnesia? Because each time would be the first time they play the game. So about the only one that would be really a headache for them would be Gloomhaven or any of the legacy games. Legacy games, campaign games, yeah, they would be <laughs> yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. 
So again, it, it is a very cat and mouse style game. I Although I don't know that cat and mouse is quite the right way to put it. But yes, the idea is, you know, one person is hidden and it, they have a single person. And then you have the other players are the German side. And their goal is obviously to find the sniper. Yeah. It's very straightforward story-wise, like, you know, objective-wise. It gets more complicated when you, you know, throw in the different items, power-ups, character types. Mm-hmm. That and it also comes down to I think a big part of this game is how well you can like understand the way your friends think. And not just your terrible poker face, but also just like you start logic you try to use your logic versus how they think, and I'm just like, oh, Dan is gonna try to make a run as soon as possible. He doesn't want to make noise since we know where he's at. Well, we know he's going to be in one of four spots, and I'm pretty sure he's going south. <laughs> well, going back to your whole... Yeah. Like, this game isn't very much like Cat and Mouse, and yeah. I agree, actually. Like, yeah. where Whitehall Mystery... Because, Dan, you haven't played that. I haven't played no. Whitehall Mystery. So, I, the I way that game starts is you start by dropping a body, so, like, achieving one of your four objectives, and then you move two spaces away. So, immediately, the very first second of the game, yep. everyone knows right about where you are two spaces away from that spot yeah oh, and well, that's so that's just no fun at all oh it's actually well the thing is it's so much more terrifying because <laughs> you are constantly chased the whole time mm-hmm. that everyone's like right on your heels the whole time yep wow, d- um, do you not know how to build up suspense come on guys watch alien that <laughs> yeah, perfect movie yeah this suspense. is very much like boom right to the chase of it and it's just a chase scene from beginning mm-hmm. to end in whitehall where this game it feels more like uh the sniper has a lot more um, say and control over how it plays out. You know? Oh, I, I can totally see that just by the game that we did. Uh, we were talking about, Jack, you were talking about how the different setups that you can do. I mean, you can lay all kinds of devious traps uh, if you're the sniper. Mm-hmm. You can you can lay down uh, S, S mines. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody loves those. <laughs> Uh, you guys stepped on one. <laughs> on the Those are anti-personnel mines for yes. uh, people who don't know. Sorry, I forgot. I mean, we could just call them smines. Smines? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That has a bad connotation to it. Smines. Smines. Uh, All right, anyways. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can set traps uh, as the sniper. You can set distractions. If you have a little rock, you can just tie and toss that and make somebody else's soldier just go, huh, and move two steps completely Out away of your from way. Yeah. I, it's great. It's like the little uh, uh, mechanic that they used in the Sniper Elite games and also the <laughs> Far Cry games. You just toss a rock and you go, oh, thank God, they're out of the way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. This one was pretty cool. And I know the three of us are big fans of of the game series itself, uh, yeah. the video game series, which I've spent more hours than I care to admit playing that <laughs> game. But uh, actually having intelligent opponents go against you, it, it can be a little rattling after a while. <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to touch on that because that while I'm not sure where the overlap is all the time, there are obviously plenty of people who play board games that also like video games and mm-hmm. vice versa. And because this is such an obvious crossover between the two, oh yeah, there there are going to be a lot of parallels that people are going to, as they play, draw to the game. Either they're going to be drawn to the game because oh, of sure. the, yeah. because of the video games, or you know, one way or the other, or maybe pick up the game because they like the board game. Right? Exactly. Obviously, they have very, very, very different feels. In that this one, even as a sniper, you are it's you know 
again, cat and mouse is the wrong word, but it's that whole, like, you against an intelligent opponent. A lot of tension. A lot of tension. Which oh, definitely. Which, Sniper Elite games, if you're good at them, get a lot less tense and a lot more comical after a while. Yeah. Or, or even annoying, like, God, they spotted me again. again yes. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the, the games, if you're really good at them, is nothing but a shooting gallery. Yes. Um... But with this, shooting gallery is probably not the best way to go unless you really don't want to win. <laughs> sniper. Oh, hey, look, we were shot. Oh, oh, wait, he missed and he was, he only had a one space thing. Oh, I guess he's two spaces away. Well, I guess we know about where he's at, don't we? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so the way, the way that the game breaks down is, I mean, well, come on, you guys have heard us talk about it already. It's simple. It's, yeah. it's probably one of the simplest board games that I have played in recent memory where we could just sit down, literally peruse over everything and go, oh, well, okay, that's the rules. That makes sense. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, Dan and I sat down, got the board set up in, like, ten minutes. Not even ten we minutes. Looked, we were looking through the rule book when Jack showed up, mm -hmm. and literally, like, we taught him as we played, yeah, and pretty much. he picked it up in three whole minutes. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, and I feel sorry for you, Jack, that you really didn't have a say because PJ already had everything. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he picked a pretty good <laughs> scattering of the abilities. Um, <clears throat> that being said is the rules, when you're reading them, seem way more complicated than they actually play. Right. The writing is... Eh. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could have had someone better writing. And, and this, there's a solo play mode, which I have not tried. Yeah, and me being a solo gamer, and I only pretty much buy games that have a one-player option at this point because they don't have anyone else to play with most of the time. That's not true. I'm I'm always around, and you never call me. I said most of the time. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm a busy adult with busy adult jobs and responsibilities. I am an out-of-work actor. So he's not a responsible adult. <laughs> I'm one of those things. You guys can probably guess which one. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we have a term for that. They're called unemployed. Oh, no, I'm very much employed, just not doing what I like to do. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where was I going? Solo oh, one player. player. Um, solo mode. Yeah, I play a lot of solo games. Like, I go through, I'm going through Gloomhaven solo. When it comes to... I'm sorry, you're saying you like to play a lot of solo games. I thought, I thought you got married so you didn't have to play solo games anymore, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to play with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <sighs> anyway, so I play a lot of one-player games. The one-player in this feels very tacked on. The rules don't really make a lot of sense. I even asked some people in like some solo board gaming, gaming groups, like, hey, what are... Um, like, are there good video playthroughs I can learn? Because I tried twice through the rule book to learn this thing and it just doesn't really mesh and everyone's like no this game isn't really good one player yeah. <laughs> and i'm like oh okay great and see i'm okay with that not being a one player game um a lot of these games to me are a lot more fun with somebody else with with you know at least two players uh i can't do the solo gaming like you guys do i mm -hmm. I don't even like playing video games by myself that much for more than like five or ten minutes. I get bored. Mm -hmm. I can do my VR for a little bit, and then even to then, I just go, oh, so, all right, I'm bored. I got to do something. 
Yeah. I was gonna say, if you want a sniper experience, sniper elite experience uh, solo, play the game instead. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. play play the the PC or uh, one of the consoles. If you want a really fun time, try VR uh, sniper elite. I need to try that. That game. Well, I mean, you have it. I do. Thanks to me, try it sometime. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Unless you get nauseous when you use a VR headset. There is so. Do you get nauseous? <laughs> oh, Jack, yeah. I'm so sorry. Single player, this is definitely not... It, no. Because I was looking at the rulebook for single player, and I'm like, the, the rulebook for the multiplayer is more complicated than it should be. The single player one seems downright convoluted to the point of uselessness. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's like every time you move, like they automatically know where you are and move towards you anyways. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it doesn't do a good job of simulating hidden movement. No. Oh, it's that's more horrible. It's more of a logic puzzle. Like, if I move X amount of spaces, they're going to move X amount of spaces. So you yeah. kind of... It's a whole different game. Yeah, that's that's a completely different game you're playing there. Yeah. Which some people might like, but the <laughs> general consensus from what I read is, no, you don't want this for a solo experience. You want yeah. this... And really, after playing it multiplayer, like, I don't think I would ever, even if the rules were good, yeah. I don't think I'd want to go try it solo. Yeah. No, no. Um, because mean, it, it comes down really to a competition of logic and problem solving between you and, between two teams. Of the, the sniper by himself and the German side. And so that also does lead to the other key thing is that your mileage with the game is going to very wildly, again, a lot like Betrayal, who you play with. Mm -hmm. If the person who is a sniper is, at times, a downright dullard, it's going to get very easy very quickly. Oh, yeah. Without or if or if you can already figure out what they're doing from the start, it gets very easy. Our playthrough went really well. It took us until he achieved the first objective for us to really lock down yeah, where, figure he out where the heck he was yeah. and what he was doing. I would have gotten away with the two or four few meddling kids. Actually, you would have gotten away with it if it wouldn't have been that your objective was in the corner, and then you basically put yourself in a corner. And yeah, nobody puts baby in the corner, unfortunately. <laughs> my name's not baby. Yeah. You put yourself in the corner. We just kind of let it happen. Uh, you know, when you know you're dunce, you have to do it. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> so let's... Uh, let's the components. So the components. let's talk components. Let's get into the components so part the, of it. The components of this was... I thought this was pretty neat. Now, the only hidden movement game I've ever played before with you was the Jaws game, and... and that was fun. I had so much fun with the Jaws game, but for this one, whereas the, whereas the Jaws game, you have like a little piece of paper, and you have to write down all of your movements, which, okay, that's cool, but and after you have like while, little wooden meeples that yeah, move around, wooden I mean, like boats that, that's and stuff. cool and everything, but like, as the person that's trying to stay hidden, um, paper's not going to cut it. So as we yeah. talked before, you, you've got a mini-map on this. <laughs> you have a laminated mini-map that is... I mean, it's whatever side of the board you're looking at. Yeah, it's not super thin either. It's no, like this it's nice really and, nice, nice solid and thick board. cardboard. And you get your you get your little magic erase you know marker, and you you mark down everything where you are, so you're not wasting resources of your own. Yeah. You're not destroying things where you go, ah, oh, crap! Now I got to go buy new stuff. Yeah. Except the pen, if you're not careful with it, you know. It's a dry erase out. marker. You can get them. I know you can anywhere. get them at Walmart or wherever you want, <laughs> but from that aspect. That is that is a great component to have, especially when you're playing uh, as the sniper. The miniatures that come with it are incredible. We we actually mentioned that when when we were playing, they've got a nice little uh, gray wash over them, so you can see all the details on the figures, so they don't look like your typical like uh, 
plastic green army men type thing. Like, yeah. you can actually see that guy has pouches, and each character is a different mold, so they you can yeah. tell that they serve a different purpose. You can mm-hmm. see, hey, there's an enemy sniper. Oh, hey, look, that's the captain yeah. of this little group. <laughs> you know who it is. And just that simple thing of adding a wash to a mini. Yeah. It takes no seconds at all, because all they had to do was dunk them into some wash and yeah. let it dry. It just looks so much better than your typical flat gray mini. Right. I wish more game companies would do and that. The nice, the the really nice thing is, um, you don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, like that. You open the box and you go, ooh. The washer's quality. The actual sculpt is very, very good. Yeah. And again, each one is unique. And, oh yeah. And from a play perspective, it's very easy to decide. Even without, with a little bit of history knowledge, you can actually pick out. Oh. That's the the actual actual German officer's uniform. Oh, he's carrying the MP40. Like you can see all that. The, yeah. There's very good details. Like, oh, hey, you can tell the, the sniper that's mm-hmm. there is carrying a Car 98. Yep. Again, very very excellent detail. Yeah, and like you said, each one of the nine soldiers is different. They could yeah. have easily said like because they're in squads of three. Mm-hmm. They could have had like three soldiers repeated. Yep, right. you know, but they didn't. They right. they made each one individualized, which is such a nice touch. It's yeah. a great touch. I mean, they could have gone so bland as to just say, "Here are your wooden blocks." Yeah, use your imagination. <laughs> I was gonna say also something I didn't really appreciate until I was actually looking in the book is that even if you don't have a knowledge of history, which is sad, but it happens. We won't talk about that. We don't want you know. Yes. to feel bad. Well, even just a small detail of which one's the officers, they actually had the Iron Cross underneath them, so it's very easy yeah. when you're just kind of yeah. looking at the board like, oh, Iron Cross, that is my, oh, Iron Cross, red. Okay, that's my red squad mm-hmm. officer. The map is also really, really well detailed. Oh, yeah. The mini-map is really cool. Now, to what I find less, I- I'm going to say the, the other some of the other components are very bland. So, like, The idea is that, as the German side, you have to get two solid hits on the sniper, and then he's gone. The literal tracker for that is literally just a cardboard token. One side is just a full heart, the other one is half a heart. (laughs) Yep. It's, it's again, it's not bad. It's just, compared to the quality of especially the map and the minis, you can tell they were saving money. Well, yeah, you gotta cut costs somewhere. It all feels very utilitarian in terms of the tokens. Yes, the tokens are very utilitarian. Same with the board counter and the move counter. That's Mm -hmm. very utilitarian. It's literally just colored cubes and a big piece of cardboard that just has line across it for each of the turns. For each of your turns, yeah. Again, very... I'm not saying it's bad, it's just it's very utilitarian. And compared to... How well detailed the mini map and the full map are. How good those uh, yeah the minis are. They were definitely saving cost here, and it seems disjointed to me. Is that you have and also the art on the cards is amazing. Oh, the art yeah. is fantastic for all. And then the it's just like, and then you get to, oh yes, here here's your turn counter. Here are some yellow cubes. It's that thing is like I understand because if they were to make it really nice, it would have been even more expensive. Like I can see 
why you would go that way when designing it because yeah, yeah you want to cut costs you want to keep everything down you yep. want to get the your priority would be like the figurines the map yeah. to make this look great and everything else is uh important to the game but they just feel incidental yeah. now even though we've gone over that i will say i love the idea of how they're implemented the rest of the tokens mm -hmm. yes uh with the grab bag literally it's a grab bag you put your hand in a bag you count out i'm gonna pick out five things and you, you literally just toss it on the like not the floor on the table <laughs> but you toss it on the table and you get these certain tokens you either get your your hit tokens which are crosshairs you get your your yellow tokens which are what is that that's a uh, recoil uh you have your red tokens which well you suck son you just made a lot of noise and you occasionally get that one good token that as the sniper you you really have to decide do i really want to shoot one of these guys and mm -hmm. try to be spotted because if i if i kill him i'm gonna get that suppression that token. suppression token that makes it so much easier it's going to cancel out your noise and it's really simple super simple you take all the tokens throw them in a bag sniper you go i'm going to shoot this guy and you just put your hand in and then just toss a bunch of stuff down on the ground whatever i get is what happens end yeah. of story but that that does lead to obviously you're unless your friends are complete pricks it's not going to be noticeable. That goes either way with us, but continue. And like I said, <laughs> unless your friends are complete pricks, um, <laughs> because they are cardboard tokens, you will start to eventually get a feel for which token is which. So if you are like rummaging in the bag, you can potentially start picking out, oh, I know, oh, this has a specific like dent in it. I know that's going to be a hit token. So that is always kind of the problem with blind grabbing when it comes to Cardboard. Cardboard, because eventually yeah. it'll wear out. Yeah. They're, so, uh, you were telling me, PJ, that yes. they had a, they had the, the, the upgraded package. Yeah, for like 20 I think it's $25, you can, all the cardboard tokens turn into poker chips. I, I you know, that just, I like the sound of poker chips. The sound, yeah. the feel, the weight yep. of yeah. them. Yep. And the also, durability of that's them. That's the other thing. So, for the average player, that's probably not going to come up, but if your friends are pricks, it might. <laughs> I think if your friends like to cheat. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. And even, uh, like, for me, I like the quality of the cardboard tokens because yeah. they're, like, really thick. You oh, know? Yeah, like they, they are thick. And yeah. they make the satisfying, like, clink sound when they hit the, the board. I would call it a clink sound. It's more of a thunk. It's like yeah. A <clears throat> yeah. Um, so they sound almost like plastic pieces when they hit. Yeah. But that being said, if you want all of the pieces to feel equal quality as the minis and the board and the cards you're right. you you're gonna want the poker chips yeah you're gonna want to upgrade that like i want to upgrade them just don't play poker face while we do it i'll have to hurt you no. that's fair yeah um yeah so like i said that that is the thing is like i i have a feeling my complaint about the this duality of quality would probably be gone with the upgrade pack that being said, the upgrade pack is an extra $25, and uh -huh. what was the base game's price? Uh, I paid 55 for it. So, again, that's... So, you're getting a little pricey, but at the same time, I don't think that's a horrible that's uh, not a price, considering price. some mm -hmm. of the games that you've bought, and I know how much you paid for some of these games. <laughs> uh, we're staring at, like, a whole shelf right now. I know how much I've paid for D&D core books, so I can't yeah. really complain. I just go online. <laughs> that's because you're not a real player oh you know what i'm not even i'm not even gonna fight you on that one i'm not even gonna fight you on that one 
<laughs> so, okay. Let's move on to what worked for us about the game, and then we'll move into what did not work about the game. So what worked for me is the rules. I mean, I know we already talked about them. They're simple. Mm -hmm. um, when in practice, what didn't work was trying to read them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it it's, it's super simple once you actually sit down and then put everything into motion. Everything just falls right into place, which I feel if you have a good game and good quality that's how it should be. That's how you know you've got like a really solid game on your hands when you can literally look at this, you know, the the handbook and say, oh, well, I've got these options to do. I'm going to do this and this is how this is going to turn out. And yeah. we don't all have to go, well, hold on a second. Let yeah. me read that again. I don't think you can do that. Yeah. I don't think that's right. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, hey, this happened. Ah, crap. He did this. All right. Yeah. That and also uh, the big problem with a lot of asymmetric games is that one side is going to feel either vastly over or underpowered, and the other one is going to, or it's going to feel like they try to balance them so well that it becomes almost unplayable. This one, for being very asymmetric, as in you have a sniper side that is not on the board, they're sneaking around doing their own thing. Then you have the German side, which everything's out in the open. That very asymmetric gameplay is actually done very well. Mm -hmm. There is certain advantages to certain sides, like, when you're not near anybody, the sniper has a much larger movement. You can yeah. just move up to three, and you can just do that, along with the other stuff. You just start full-out sprinting. Yeah. Right, but at the same time, they, they pull you back, back on that by saying, if you want to do that, you can only go three spaces. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's making you pick and choose, yep. and that they've got the balance great on that, making Whereas you pick and choose Germans, how far. Like for each squad, you have two actions, and... A movement is two spaces, and that is one of your actions. If you want to shoot, that is one of your actions. Whereas the sniper gets a more interesting combination of they, actions. They kind of get carte blanche with that, because yep. as a sniper, you can go, I'm going to run all three spaces. Oh, no, that guy spotted me. Kablam. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And then you still have one more chance to be like, oh, hey, I've got a, a smine. Yes, we talked about that. I'm going to lay down the trap now. You have more interesting interactions, whereas the Germans are more set in what you can do. That being said, you have more pieces and a wider area to operate. Which, again, that asymmetric gameplay is hard to pull off. They mm -hmm. do a very good job on this one. Yeah. I'll say uh, what I really enjoyed. Um, at first, I didn't. As we said earlier, like my other big... Uh, knowledge base for hidden movement games was Whitehall Mystery. Mm -hmm. And when you are the police officers in that game looking for Jack the Ripper, as an officer in that game, you immediately know what direction you need to start heading in to, f to get on his trail, because immediately a body turns up. So it's like, oh, he's down in the southwest quadrant of the city, so we should probably start moving that way, or, you know, try to cut him off. So you're, you're given some direction. And so when we start this one, and it's like, well, what do we do? He could be literally anywhere in the map. With those four entrances, you can literally go just about yeah. anywhere. And so we were really at a loss of how to start the game. But once we like started to narrow it down, and you can spend both your actions for one of your colored units mm -hmm. to just say, are you in this sector? 
and like it's a large like a quarter of the map or so like a big space of the map and uh, they can say yes or no and so we were able to narrow down and then we finally had like a sense of purpose almost yes. you know we weren't wandering so much <laughs> so i would say like that started off as a negative but it worked in its favor because it helped the sniper like get some spaces to really plan like yeah, make a plan yeah you can get some distance as the sniper and you can really set yourself up nice so yeah i really liked that and uh the whole line of sight rules just <laughs> made sense oh yeah just uh, made perfect sense there that's why i kept asking you like can i can i just see that book so i can make sure i know what's going on with the line of sight again it's one of those things where you go you look at it and you go oh how's that gonna work oh and then you're you go duh yeah that's uh, gotta be outwards a line of sight rule is actually one of those you wanted to comment on because this is like it works great it also works weird because it's all very straightforward like okay i have line of sight you know, space to space to space, which is great. That being said, if you're not paying very close attention to uh, to what's actually printed on the board, like, oh, I have line of sight. No, you don't. You have a train car right in the corner there. Mm -hmm. You're shooting through a train car. Yeah. Which you, as players, you need to be very, very aware of the board because I was not aware of the uh, difficult terrain rules. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that's what I was trying to double yeah. check on when we were playing because I decided to throw myself into that area and I went, uh oh. Yeah, you placed a mine on the difficult terrain, which is actually very smart because our guy got stuck there. <laughs> kind of where I wanted him to go anyway because yeah. he gave him excellent. But yeah, so you have to be very, you have to pay very close attention to the map and uh, hidden movement games like this are not the best thing for beginners to begin with. Let's be honest. They, there is a, a learning curve and you already need to have a good knowledge of more advanced board games anyway. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you new to hidden movement games, you want someone who knows, who knows them to mm -hmm. be the sniper so they can like help you with yep. the other side of it. You right. don't want to be a sniper as your first time ever playing a right, hidden movement game. Yeah. I don't think it's that detrimental either, but as, as we are seeing online, this is, and as you pointed out earlier this is probably one of the easiest games to pick up <laughs> and yeah. as you play more of these games this yeah. is this is probably going to keep coming back to yeah. being one of your favorites oh for sure yeah, yeah. um if, especially if you have uh one or two people in your group that are you know more accustomed to you know the hidden movement style games this is a great one to teach other people hidden movement games mm -hmm. because i can compare this with my with my experience of uh whitehall mysteries is that first time I played that, I was I was the killer. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is really simple. Until I realized that I'm like, my movements are really, really, like, distinct. I, I got caught soon after because I'm just like, I was trying to think, like, how do I get around? And I'm like, oh, the police have their own, you know, unique movements. Now, probably going back and playing, I'd be a little bit better if I was on yeah. either side of it. So that is definitely one of those things. Another thing that I think works really, really well is... The implementation comparing this to the video game is while it's not a video game by any means it still has that kind of feel of sabotage yeah and where unless in sniper elite unless you're going after a target a lot of times if you're picking off random soldiers something has gone horribly awry or you're just bored or you're bored <laughs> <laughs> and in the game it very much feels like there are times when maybe i want to take the risk of dropping a soldier because that suppression token is very helpful or i can keep really quiet and just move around them when they don't know what's going on right 
And as as the sniper, this is one of those games where you can take your time. It's encouraged to take your time, but <laughs> don't take too much, much time, time or yes, they yeah. will get you. You only yeah. and you only have ten turns to get to your first objective. That's right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you lose. You run out of time. Mm -hmm. And then once you complete that objective, it resets Everything and you have resets. ten turns to get to your second one. Right, and it was a little nerving. Of course, I never got to my second objective. You guys <laughs> had me cornered pretty well. But your objectives, nine times out of ten, are going to be way across the map from each other. <laughs> so once you once you hit that first one you really have to start plotting out well this is how they've moved now i have to remap how i'm gonna get across there because i had a very detailed idea of like oh, i'm gonna go do this and i'm gonna come back this way i'm gonna do this and this and then all my escape routes were cut off and i went well shazbot <laughs> <laughs> this is how the french felt <laughs> uh, yeah so i think they do a good job of that like that and also from the german side this game is such a good hunting game where you're just like, okay, I'm using what I know. Oh, like how we end up catching Dan is that he hit his one objective and I'm like, it's in the corner. Even with three moves, this is as far as he can go. And we just kind of had people around the edge and we're just like slowly cutting it until we found him. Now, what's also nice about that for you guys is, mm -hmm. so for any of you who have played the video game series, you know that you always have an outline of where your last known position was. Mm -hmm. Well, for this, you still have that in effect, but you get clear cubes that are placed down that <laughs> they go, okay, so if this is the area where he was last spotted, or this yep. is the area that, you know, you, you took out like I did an ammo depot, you yep. go, hmm, he can only move three over here, or three, and then you, you basically just, you litter that whole area within a yep. three block radius of... This possible locations. Possible locations. He's this. He's somewhere around here. And then you just. And then we basically and slowly. That's put right. In the cordon. You just. You just converge on mm -hmm. that area until you narrow it down. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna. Your characters, uh, as the Germans, you can do sweeps, mm -hmm. which take up the entire action. Oops. The entire action of that group of soldiers. But that gives you an idea of. I'm gonna sweep these three areas. Are you here? Yes. Yes. Or no. <laughs> no. You okay, know, he's not in that so area. So he's not here. Okay, one. where is he here? Oh, he's got to be here. And you can yeah. really start paring things down. Mm -hmm. So for your hunting, it's a lot easier that way. That being said, you again, there, there's that kind of cool thing of like, it doesn't feel overpowered either because... No, no not at all. It literally takes up so much of your things. Because like, at one point, we found where you were at, but we couldn't do anything about it because we didn't have anyone that could still shoot. That's right. So it, it is that kind of cool thing of like, it doesn't feel overpowered. It feels balanced. And it feels correctly balanced. Yeah, and going back to the whole cubes thing and everything, because that was a, a downside that you pointed out, was just a lot of the cubes in this game are standard cubes that you yeah. get in any Euro game in the world, these little plastic-colored cubes. Yeah. But the other cubes, the clear ones, are like big and chunky, yeah. and they're just so nice to just... They, you you know, know, they to remind hold me of, and like to manipulate. So I don't know if, if the I don't know if younger generations are going to remember these or if they even had these, but they, they remind me of those wooden blocks we got when we were in like elementary school to help you count. I was going to uh, say the counting yeah. blocks. Yeah, they, they do have that similar they, size. That's yeah. what they like. They look like that. They they have that same like idea going with it. Yeah, oh, but like when, when you're holding it. like a bunch of them, I'm like these these have yeah. some weight to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
what didn't, didn't work. work. Okay. Uh, yeah, what didn't work, and then just then we get into the like emotions we felt and stuff like that. You know, like the story that we built together. I laughed, I cried, it touched me, Bob. Okay. Yes. What didn't work, <laughs> and this is just one of those things that could be solved with a better writer on their staff. The instructions are not great overly complicated overly complicated when they don't need to be that's really my only gripe about it yeah honestly <laughs> my other this is again i'm assuming your friends aren't complete pricks but a lot of this game relies on everyone being very acutely aware of the correct rules and being very very honest mm -hmm. like if yeah. you forget one small rule you will suddenly forget everything. Like, you had that thing of, like, the the one shot. It's just like, oh, I, I would have hit him. I didn't realize he was only one block away. I didn't realize yeah. he was only one block away. I would have hit him. Of course, we were already two or three turns in. No bargains yes. on this one, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, it's at things like that. And also, you have to literally just straight up ask, oh, are you in these three areas? And, again, one would assume that your friends are correct. And they're going to like, yeah, sure. Or if they're not quite as closely paying attention to maybe their board as the map, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be that hard to realize that where you have yourself marked, you might, it's it's not impossible. It's not super easy, but it is noticeably that you could easily like... Especially if you're holding it upside down yeah. or something, you it's might a, be you, disoriented. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't even call that um, something I didn't like. That's just something that as our first time playing through and yep. anybody who's listening to this and has played it before or wants to play it after mm -hmm. hearing us, that's the one thing you just got to keep in mind. Uh, that's not... That's not uh, against that's, the game. It's not it's against just, the game. It's not a flaw in the game. It's just... It's, 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 a, it's an issue with just a lot of... Especially hidden movement games in general. It's like, you have to be very cognizant of your mental map, mm -hmm. your physical map, and then the game map. Right. So a lot of that on my end was just Pure basic user error. Yep. Had yeah. I been paying attention, uh -huh. I probably would have gotten a lot farther. Oh yeah, especially like the <laughs> second time we found him <laughs> was because we did a sweep action, which means you pick the spot you're in and two spots next to you and say, are you in any of these spots? And all the sniper has to do is say yes. But instead, Dan told us exactly yeah, told where, where he was. <laughs> and, you and know, that's just like, well, it's too honest. It's yeah. going to get me killed. So. He was a little bit too honest. But I also we also kind of figured it was either the one that he said he was in or the one right beside it. Both of them were in an area where he was locked anyway. So it's just like... It didn't matter. It, it, it ultimately wouldn't have mattered for that playthrough. But another playthrough, it absolutely would have mattered. Yeah. Right. As you play it more you will start picking characters or not necessarily characters either as a sniper different items mm -hmm. or as the germans different officers that whose abilities kind of more match your playstyle a little bit better right right yeah um this game does not have a huge barrier of entry for learning it no it, it's it's as far as the hidden movement games go it's a lot better but it's definitely one of those games that as you play it more you're going to start learning it even better mm -hmm. and to the point where that becomes the other thing is like when you get to that point where you know what what abilities really work for you, how mm -hmm. how you know you want your first two or three turns to run, it gets easier to play with with seasoned players, but it also gets a lot harder to teach new players. Yeah. So, and there's also in terms of negatives, there's a chance of quarterbacking where you know you can start 
ordering other people yeah. on your team what yeah. to do. Right. Uh, that's yes. definitely a possibility in this game. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility in any game like this. Any game that has cooperation. Yes. Um, there are very few games that, like, Gloomhaven's one of the few that does not have, like, there's no chance of quarterbacking because no. you don't know what's in the other person's hand of cards. Yeah. Right. You might know what kind of abilities they have, and you might be like, hey, can you do this for me because I can set up something really good. Right. Oh, I can't, you know, like, you're a healer, do you have any healing cards on yeah. you, you know? But it's it's a question, it's not, not a command. This. Yeah. <laughs> um, this game, though, you can straight up say, like, hey, you need to get this guy over here. And yep. the other person's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they don't really, if they're right. new to the game, they're, they're just yeah. going to assume that they just, you know, that, yeah. that's the yeah. right move to make. Uh, my yeah. other complaint, is, which we already talked about, is solo mode. It's just terrible. Uh, let's let's just say solo mode doesn't exist for this game. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a poorly put together mod that should be avoided at all costs. It's, it's not a, the same game. It's not. It's a very same. different style game. It's it's more like a logic puzzle than a you know sneaking around, mm-hmm. uh, you know hunt the hunter kind of game. Yes, I would say that's a problem. dangerous game. I was gonna say I think that's a better way to put it than cat and mouse. It's more like hunt the hunter because mm-hmm. that sniper is out to do something very direct. It's either sabotage something, blow something up, get something from intel, mm-hmm. and also you know drop a few Germans along the way. <laughs> Whereas as the Germans, you're like this dude is dangerous, but we need to hunt him down. Yeah, I think hunt the hunter is a better one then. I like that. Yeah. So in terms of the game itself and the story that we made with this game <laughs> and uh, how we felt playing it. My question for you, the sniper, is because, again, my only experience really is Whitehall Mystery, uh, where it's just fear. <laughs> From the first turn <laughs> to the last turn, you're just freaking out because they're on your heels the whole time just right behind you it's just this rush from beginning to end so i want to know like it doesn't seem like from your point of view it's the same feeling it's not the same feeling so for this it's more of anticipation of like ooh, ooh, am i gonna get my shot off am i gonna be able to take you know this person down and sneak and get past them or will i be able to sneak right past them undetected and you know you you only get up to three spaces to move as you know uh, as the sniper. Don't go too fast. You're gonna get heard. Mm-hmm. You know you're gonna be you're you're gonna tip them off. Mm-hmm. Be careful with your shots, or just stand there and wait for them to get into the position that you want. Either way, it's all about how you're gonna play. And there's no there's no fear. There really isn't very much anxiousness if you have an idea of how you. You know, you get a plan set in action, and you go, okay, I'm going to do this. I really hope these two numbskulls do X, Y, and Z. (laughs) And if not, crap, now i got to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not so much fear as much as it's (laughs) you're playing Chinese checkers going, oh, why did he do that? No, i got to do this. You jerk. (laughs) I I think that's a better way to put it. It, It's it's a lot less of, in a very real sense, it... It has that kind of chess dynamic where it's it just does. like where you're That's definitely how I felt yeah. playing it. And these are the kind of games I love because one, I like kind of thinking my way through things, whereas other games you don't really get a chance to necessarily think your way through. You have to like White Hall Mystery is a good one. Like I when I was the killer, I'm like, I just need to get moving as fast as possible. So I need to try to like 
do as many shortcuts as possible because I need to get from A to B as quick as possible. Whereas this one's just like, even if it's not, I need to get someone, you know, in this area, I'd be like, well, I have this ability or that ability, or I can just make sure I have the net set up. And you, you start playing a game of, what is my opponent thinking? Mm -hmm. What do I think is the best thing? Again, it feels a lot more like chess in that regard, where you're like, oh, if well, if my opponent does this, I know I need to do this, this, or this. And you're planning out further ahead than maybe you would expect. Right, and that's a lot of what you're doing as the sniper. Mm -hmm. You two talk a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to go, mm, oh, no, they're thinking of doing this and this and this. Mm -hmm, yep. mm -hmm. Well, I take up my minimap. I can go here and here and here and here mm -hmm. and here. Um, and I think that's kind of actually the benefit of being the sniper, because especially when you're playing against you know, like yeah. two people as Germans or three people as Germans, they're going to be talking. They're going the to be table talk there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually kind of inherent to the experience. For sure. Because even in the games, like the video games, there are times where you're just like kind of paying attention to what they're doing and like kind of like <laughs> yeah. the chatter and you're like, oh, well, if they're going to be talking doing that way, I'm just going to go this way. Was that guy talking about a chocolate bar? <laughs> Tell me more about this chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know what, you're boring me. I'm going to shoot you now. Yeah. But the idea is like you're paying attention to what they're doing even though they don't necessarily know what you're doing. Exactly. I, I do like that idea. I, I love yeah. that idea of like it becomes not like an adversarial game of us versus you more so much as like a more like a chess game where you're like I need to outwit my opponent because they're up to something I just right. don't know what it is yeah right so I'll say like from my like how I felt playing the game uh, which I alluded to earlier is like first turn well I, not even like the entirety of the first turn but at the start of the game I'm just like the hell do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, I'm like, maybe this game was a mistake because, like, there's no direction from yeah. the game. And so it, there are, like, you know, 60 different spaces on this map, and mm -hmm. you can be in, like, you know, half of them. I think that's why they add the full action sector Exactly, suite, yeah. Because that feels like it's a turn one kind of thing where, like, yeah. I can cut it down to approximately a third of the board. Mm -hmm. Except for the two little white zones, which we still have no idea. They're just... They're just open zones. Yep. They're unpatrolled. Yeah, so I once we did that and got a sense of direction, yeah. then the game really started to work. Yes. And feel feel great. That and also I think the cool thing was is that when we did that sector sweep break, oh, he was in what was it? Uh black? We found him in black. I was in black. black. Okay, black. We're like, oh, he must have started off in black. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's we, the first <laughs> turn. He obviously started in black. So Even was, though there's actually a way you can start in red and end up in black before was, we could do a sector sweep. That's right. That was great hearing that. Oh, oh, he came. He had to have come here because he's got to be around here somewhere. And I'm going, yeah, they're right. I am around there in the wrong direction. Shit. <laughs> and and so, I started on the other side of the map and worked my way over. So, good thoughts, guys. Not Just correct. a little off. <laughs> and I like that idea. It's where you'll... And even, at, even after we kind of had a better idea of where you're at, we're like, oh, well, we know he did this, so he's probably in this area. And we weren't necessarily wrong, but we weren't quite right. As, right, as we were right. getting more information, it was getting more and more narrow. everything down. Which, which I think is, yeah. which is actually a really cool way to play. It, it actually feels... It feels more like a detective game than Whitehall I Mystery. I was just going to say that because I was able to figure out the story of Dan the Sniper <laughs> yes. halfway through the game. I'm like, oh... Wait, that was he came in from great. here. Yeah, then so he went funny. here, yeah. and then he did that. And like, it was at, yeah, it was after you guys had stepped on my mine. Yep. And yep. then Jack is saying, "Oh, 
well, he probably came here and did this and did this and did this. And, and I was like, oh, this. he went up there and he doubled back. And, and then PJ stopped and went, oh, no, <laughs> he did this. But that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I did. But it's already too late now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, as soon as we, and that, that was kind of the cool thing. It's like, again, we started with a full map. And then for our first time, we cut it down to approximately a third. And we're like, yep. and then we're like, we're, we're working. And as we got a little bit more information, we were just tightening it and tightening it to the point where after you had gotten the objective, we're like, okay, well... We checked this area. He hasn't tried to double back this way, so he has to go this way. And I love that idea. I really do. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of... Because it's equal parts... There's a there's an element of randomness. There's an element of luck in your draws. Yep. But there's also a huge part of this game is logicking out your opponent. Is thinking, what would my opponent do? How are they thinking? What are they doing? Yeah. And I like that combination. And throw into it the whole press your luck gambling uh-huh. thing of oh, yeah. shooting. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like, I could pull out like 10 tokens, you know? I'm like, guarantee I hit, but then they're going to see where I am too. Yep. So like, just like how many tokens do I pull out to get that shot off? Mm-hmm. That That is one of the things I, w- I do want to talk about is the shot mechanic is interesting but odd to me. You need a number of crosshairs, hits, equal to or greater than the distance you are shooting. Yes. So, which is awesome because then it also gives you a little bit of hiding a little bit. We're like, oh, I need to make a shot that's only three people, that's only three spots away. But if I crawl out five, my likelihood of hitting is higher. But also, they're going to think that maybe I'm further out. Or yeah, right. But or if you're one space away, you maybe you draw don't. five too. Yeah. Or something right. like that. But you're also running the risk, risk of... of I got my the the yellow ones, which are the recoil. Oh, I completely missed with the recoil. And or, now my gun misfires. Now I misfired, or oh crap! I I drew two reds, two reds which are your noise, <laughs> and it's an immediate. You draw two reds, and you're yep. noticed. End of story. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, which is exactly what happened to me on my last shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that idea, is because it, if you're willing to gamble. You can you can press your luck a little bit more and throw your opponent off. Be like, oh, I'm going to draw out five. My hit is only two. But this way, they'll think, oh, maybe he's four out. That mm-hmm. gives me a little bit of a wider zone to hide in. Mm-hmm. Right. I do like, because there is a lot of, <laughs> I'm going to jokingly refer to um, board game espionage and counter espionage going on where you're trying to outsmart your opponent and throw down false trails to mess with them. Oh, yeah. Which is for sure a lot of fun. All in all, again, it's a little bit a game. You're saying fifty-five bucks for the base version, eighty if you want the actual full with all the, the nice upgraded tokens. The upgraded yeah. tokens. It's it's a bit pricey. That being said, it's a lot of fun. It again, it's going to be one of those things where if you have a if you have a person who's a bit of a dullard, it's going to be a very different game. But I think it's a lot of fun. Certainly, if you have. You know, four friends that are big fans of Sniper or this kind of game. If you all, you know, pop in, you know, 15, 20 bucks towards it, it the cost isn't quite so noticeable. And I think right, yep. it's definitely worth playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, hands I, down, it is definitely worth it is definitely worth a playthrough. Um, I would like to play it again as the German side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to see how it plays from the sniper side too. Yeah, I, I think that'll be that'll be great. <laughs> I definitely recommend this game. I, oh yeah, I see it as a great hidden movement game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is this is now ranking as one of my favorite board games. I, along I definitely with like Dune Imperium. Yeah, um, I definitely like this hidden movement because again, it's not cat and mouse. It's hunter hunting the hunter. 
mm-hmm. in that right. both sides have ways to defend themselves, to increase their chances of survival, and in- increase their chance of winning. Right, yeah. Um, in, in the way of this, I'd say one that's very similar would be um, the Star Wars Rebellion. Mm. Uh, that has a very similar mechanic going on with the two factions, which uh, we need to play that again. I want to do a review on that one. I would love to do a review with you on that, especially talking about it first time. You jerk, I almost got you. <laughs> but yeah. Those, that one I'd say feels more cat and mouse. That one is more cat one. and mouse, but again, the cat and the mouse both have... Well, that one, they're equal in yeah. what they can do and how they can go about yeah. their goals. Uh, for this one... But I felt, like, a lot <laughs> more stress. <laughs> that, that game, that game oh, was so oh, stressful. Oh, man. Man. Sniper is definitely also probably the least stressful of the hidden movement games. Yeah. From both sides of it, you're like, okay. I agree. Even, even when... I don't know how you felt as a sniper, but even when we felt you... When we kind of had you down to a small area, we're like, okay, we know he's there. But he might have a way to sneak by because we right. can't lock down like everything. He, yeah, he could still shoot someone and and run through mm-hmm. the That's defense. Right. There's always so it's. I mean, it might you might get a little stressed, but you always have that option of I can pick A, B, or C, and I can still get out of here undetected. They can yep. lose my sand in an instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do like that idea where you're just like there always feels like even in the weirdest situation, there's always a way that you could try to turn it around. You know, on the German sides where we had, we were very lost and we were losing people, we're like, okay, well, we have this, we have some abilities. You know, bring another soldier in and get them closer. And there was a lot of really cool abilities like that where yeah. there's a lot of situationally useful abilities yeah. into into your hand. Yeah. Which I think is a testament to how well it's designed. Mm-hmm. Even if their writing is not great, the design <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah. And I know why they wrote it that way. It's for the people who need everything spelled out to the yes. T, like the rule sticklers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like that's why the rule book is the way it is. Yes. For people like us, and we talked about this in our betrayal yeah. uh, episode too, is that like rules, like they're they're more guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, at no point would we be considered like new to board games. As you, as, as we look at my shelf of over a hundred and some odd games, yeah, we've played a huge variety of different games. Yeah. So as you're like looking at the rulebook, oh, this is what they mean by this. So final thoughts: uh, How do you feel about Sniper Elite? And would you play again? Oh yeah, would you definitely. recommend? I would definitely recommend. recommend. Definitely play it again. And for people listening, if that price is a bit costly. If you have a couple of friends that this seems like a fun thing, if you all go in for, you know, 15 bucks each for a group of three or four friends, you can cut down the price pretty well. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you and your friends will be playing it multiple times. So it becomes easier to kind of swallow that cost. Yeah. And it's new. Get like in a year, it will probably be down to 48, you know, like it'll, it'll drop considerably as more and more people get it the demand will go down and all that so my final thoughts uh i'm gonna say this is like an 8.5 out of 10 yeah we had some things where we went "Eh." but overall this was ridiculously fun yeah Uh, especially if you like mind games like this is definitely a game you want to take a look at I'm going to give it a chess first-person shooter out of 10. Because <laughs> now I suddenly want to play both chess 
and the actual Sniper Elite video games. Okay, just, if you're going to shoot something, shoot the king. We all know he's useless. That's <laughs> true. Although then the game is over. So what you're saying is to win chess, you have to create a, a piece called the Assassin and just murder the enemy king. Pretty much. Uh, he'll have a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they were outlawed by the Pope. And again, definitely recommend the game. Definitely give it a play if you get a chance. It's it's good. Absolutely. Yeah. In a market where games retail at minimum sixty dollars these days, mm -hmm. this yeah. this game is worth the money for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, especially if you want to try out a hidden movement game. Mm -hmm. Uh I I would actually probably I would say this is a good starting game. I think so too. Uh, uh I'd say this would probably be your best if you want something that's padded you can get a long life out of even yeah. one playthrough yeah and if you wanted to go with something simpler i'd say pick up the jaws uh hidden movement game is your first one it's cheap too it's yeah. like 15 bucks that one's it. cheap that one's really easy like i said the only thing i didn't like about it is you've got all the the pieces of paper yeah instead of this nice kind of board so really for the quality yeah this one this, this, one, this is the way to go this one blows jaws right out of the water say good night all right, everyone, that'll wrap up this episode of Games Overboard. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, be free, uh, feel free to email us at gamesoboard at gmail.com and visit our website, gamesoverboard.com, where we have a bunch of other podcasts, such as The Wellhouse Exorcism, where we talk about our haunted house stories, and danger and dice which is a live play DD &D campaign that we will be starting up right now it's just a series of one-offs so yeah feel free to uh email us request some games next time we uh next episode we will be doing gloomhaven so yeah thank you so much and uh take it easy everyone <laughs>